Welcome to the first episode of Superpower Newscast. I'm your host, Owen. And before we get into our topic for the week, I feel like since it's the first episode, it's probably a good spot to tell you what this podcast is going to be about. Now, you can probably glean it from the name. This podcast is about superheroes. Marvel and DC. Um, anything from movies to TV series. And I'm not fully caught up in them, but hopefully on comics eventually too. The layout of the podcast is going to look about like a bit like we're going to go about the news for the week. Then we're going to talk about some sort of topic for the day. Like, for example, this week it is scenes you want in Crisis and Dead Earths and things I want in Spider-Man Far From Home. And then we're going to end the episode off with a random Marvel or DC quick comic review slash read through which is something I'm super excited about, and hopefully a cool way to interact with not just the movies and the TV shows, but also the comic book side of superheroes. Now, I feel like there's no better way but to start off into this week's news. Not too much of it, seeing as everything is still laying down over Endgame, and Far From Home comes out in a couple weeks, but we did just get the release dates for the Arrowverse shows. So, starting on October 6th, the first season of Batwoman will be at 8 o'clock p.m. And Supergirl will start off at 9. So that will be on Sundays. Then The Flash will premiere for its sixth season on October 8th from 8 o'clock p.m. to 9 o'clock p.m. And starting on October 15th, Arrow, Arrow will premiere for its eighth season from 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock p.m. on Tuesday. So... Batwoman and Supergirl will be on Tuesdays. Flash and Arrow will be on Tuesdays. Sorry, Batwoman and Supergirl are on Sundays. Flash and Arrow are on Tuesdays. And I'm sure you're wondering, where's Legends? The release dates for Legends haven't come out yet because it is actually not starting until 2020. If everything I heard was correct, I believe its first episode is going to be the crossover episode of Crisis on Infinite Earths. Speaking of Crisis on Infinite Earths, Let's jump right into our first topic of the day, because that is all the news. There's not much this week. Everything in Marvel is still cooling down and hyping up for Spider-Man and cooling down for Endgame. And DC is still trying to get back on its feet. Hopefully it's getting there. Um, the next release for DC will be uh, The Joker, coming up in October. Anyway, into the topic for the day. The five scenes I want in Crisis on Infinite Earths. So, for anybody who's listening to this and does not know, Crisis on Infinite Earths is the, basically the endgame of the Arrowverse. It is not being done in the movies quite yet. Hopefully it will be done eventually. But it's the culmination of all the TV shows and will include the last or second last episodes of Arrow. But, moving right on, number five in my spot of the things I want in Crisis is... I want all of the Earths to combine. Yeah, that's everything from Earth-90 to Earth-X to Supergirl's Earth. Everything combines in. I want to see everybody adjusting to the new Earth. Like, how is how are all these people from hundreds of different Earths going to adjust to all being on one Earth now. Obviously, a lot of them are going to have to die, otherwise it will become severely overpopulated. 
but I feel like this would be an amazing way to end a cliffhanger before the break. Because, if you didn't know, Crisis is going to be five episodes long. Three before the winter break, and two afterwards. I feel like this would be an amazing cliffhanger, and would leave everybody wanting to come back. If they left this as the cliffhanger before the winter break. Now, yes, I know in the comics, part of this happens, part of it doesn't. We don't need a direct. Although it would be awesome. It's just not possible to bring it straight from the comics into a TV show. Especially with all the characters that they have available. But I feel like taking some of that would make this a very interesting cliffhanger. As a repeat, the fifth scene, number five on my list of scenes I want in Crisis, is all of the Earths combining. Now, number four is I want... Because it's being confirmed that Oliver Queen, the Green Arrow, is going to die in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Spoiler warning. Should have said that before then. Yeah, you wouldn't be watching this if you didn't. Oliver Queen has been confirmed to die in Crisis on Infinite Earths. And I... The fourth scene that I want on my list is for them to just do that well. Make Oliver's death worthy of Oliver Queen. Like Tony Stark in Endgame. Bring it full circle. Starting off from the rich billionaire. And I know you could argue that him just becoming the Green Arrow is bringing it full circle. But it's it was definitely brought... Okay, that's a fair argument because it was definitely brought full circle when Oliver Queen, the rich billionaire playboy, became the Green Arrow. But bringing it full circle would be a sacrifice death for Oliver. Because even once he came back, Oliver didn't want friends. He didn't want to work with Barry or Kara or any of the legends, etc. The death that I want, the death that I think is most fitting for Oliver, is not, however, like Tony's. Because Oliver's already proven that he proved in Elseworlds that he would sacrifice himself, and he did, for Barry and Kara. But I think a death worthy of Oliver would be one where he takes down. The middle of an action scene, just Oliver kicking butt, a solo against everybody, and just gets eventually taken down. Now, I have a f distinct feeling that they're probably going to be like a sacrifice death like Tony Stark, but as awesome as I'm sure they would still pull that off, I think a death worthy of Oliver would be a death in the middle of the action. He's had so many close calls before, this time it's a close call and he just doesn't make it through. Um, okay, third up on my list is I want, again, something like Endgame, a final battle that has every Arrowverse hero lined up. I'm talking all the legends, all of their support, maybe even bring in the Time Bureau. That's a bit iffy though. But Team Flash, Team Arrow... Batwoman, whoever's going to be in the Batwoman show, everybody from Supergirl, all of these warriors from different Earths, a final battle that is worthy of the crisis on infinite Earths. Uh, maybe they should just remake Endgame with DC characters. No. I, this might be mistaken, but 
I trust that the CW will make everything great in their own way. I am super excited for Crisis, and I feel like this definitely is worthy of the number three spot. You might be thinking, why is this a number three? Why isn't this higher? Or why is this number three? Why isn't this lower? This is my list. If you have a list, definitely don't forget to tell me because I am excited to see what you guys would want. But that one was kind of short. So we're going to move on to number two, which is, this is kind of, it'll depend how Batwoman goes, but it would be so perfect if maybe just as a cameo or even just as a reference, there is something that involves Batman. I know there's so many legal reasons why they can't do this, but I feel like if they found the right actor, they don't, don't even need to show his face, maybe just a glimpse of the cape, or a reference, like if Superman shows up again, maybe he will ask Batwoman where Batman is, something like that, at least a reference to him, because I feel like you can't have, even though this crisis is about people like Oliver and The Flash and Supergirl. You can't have something like this without the brave and the bold. Batman. And finally, in the number one spot of the scenes that I want in Crisis on Infinite Earths. And this isn't actually too far of a long shot because I've done something like this before. Like for the Flash 100th episode. Time travel. If they're going to do something like this, and it's all going to culminate in these five episodes... They don't even have an excuse for not using time travel. Like, they literally have a series dedicated to time travel with the Legends. Flash time travels all the time. Who knows what Oliver's going to be doing in his exploration before the crisis starts. I don't know what to call that yet. Season 8. Let's call it Arrow Season 8. But I feel like it would be perfect and bring everything full circle if they had time travel back to the older crossovers, like with the aliens or Earth-X, or just time travel back to some specific episodes like Elseworlds. Time travel to older crossovers or just normal scenes. Would, I feel, especially for the fanboys and fangirls, I feel like that would just bring everything full circle and turn a great crossover into an awesome crossover. And yeah, that is my list of the five, there are obviously more, but the five scenes that I want most in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Number five, all of the Earths combining. Number four, an epic sacrifice. Well, we didn't want to sacrifice. An epic battle death for Oliver. Number three, a final battle with every hero lined up, some epic tunes, and an awesome, maybe Justice League. We don't want to call them the Justice League. I wonder what they would call, instead of Avengers Assemble. Maybe they'd just yell. Some awesome battle with all the heroes lined up and fighting together. Number two, Batman, question mark. And number one, time travel. Not just like using time travel to go back to some stupid scene nobody's seen before. Time travel could to go back to the scenes that people are most emotionally connected to. All right, moving right along, we're going to get to the second half of our topic, which is the three things that I want in Spider-Man Far From Home. These are things that have been kind of left up in the air, and some things that I've been wanting since Homecoming and Civil War. And 
moving, yeah, let's move right into it. So we're going to start with number three, which is the reactions from students getting back into a school where half of the school is new students. Uh, that might have not been phrased correctly, but basically what I want is the reaction to students as they come into a school where half of them have graduated already in the five years that have happened during the SNAP. And it's entirely new, new, new school. Like, they obviously won't have much time to dwell on this with everything happening in Europe and Spider-Man. But I feel like it would just be cool to get a couple shots of seeing how people are settling, not how superheroes, but just seeing how normal people like us are settling back in after the devastating effects of Avengers Endgame. There's obviously going to be shots that deal with Tony Stark's death. And that's a super important thing, like we've seen in the trailers with the murals and everything, with Tony Stark's death. There's just no way that they can't... They're obviously going to talk about Tony Stark's death. There's no way that they can't do that. Like, it's Peter Parker. He's basically Tony Stark's second son. Or first son, I guess. Second child. I guess he was even his first child. Maybe Morgan's his second child. Anyway, he's basically Tony Stark's child. They're going to talk about Tony's death. But I want to see things that from the aftermath of Endgame that aren't just about Tony. Yes, I love Tony. His death was amazing. Iron Man is like my top three heroes of the MCU. But we need some reaction that is just not about Tony Stark. We need... Tony, even in death, needs to be a little bit less egotistical. Anyway, the second thing that is on my list for things that I want in Spider-Man Far From Home is for Peter to make his own suit, just like he does in the comics. He always makes his own suit in the comics. And although I have absolutely no issue with Tony making it for him in the movie, it made complete sense with the Iron Spider and his awesome suit from Homecoming, which I really like, the blue and the red. And I like how in Civil War and in Homecoming, they still show that he did have that homemade suit and the amazing Iron Spider suit that was in Endgame and Infinity War. But I feel like Peter Parker's fourth movie is about time for him to make his own suit. Now we've seen three and four new suits, in, or we've seen three or four suits in the trailer. We've seen the blue and red one in the, suit where, in the shot where he's swinging from downtown. We've seen that cool new black stealth one with the goggles. We've seen his Iron Spider suit from Infinity War. And we've seen a new fancy black and red one. Now, obviously we know that Tony made the blue and red and the iron spider suits. So those are off the list. I have this distinct feeling that Fury is the one who made the black suit. Since we know he's going to be in the movie. And he's going to have a big part with Spider-Man. I feel like a stealth suit is exactly something like a spy like Fury would whip up. But I'm really hoping that the new awesome looking black and red one is a suit that Peter designs himself because I feel like that would bring it's not gonna have to come full circle I've talked a lot about coming full circle on this with all the crisis crisis stuff but I feel like that it would be a great reference to the comics where Peter does make his own suit and the number one thing that I want set up in Spider-Man Far From Home and this doesn't even have to be in the movie it can be the post credit scene but I want a setup of the Sinister Six. Now, I think everybody knows 
that Mysterio is going to end up being bad, most likely. There's still a chance that they won't, but my the way I'm looking at it is that Mysterio is lying. Maybe he doesn't have to be exactly be lying, but he's just trying to get to the multiverse. He doesn't exactly have to be lying that there is one. Maybe he's just trying to f um, help get Fury to help get him there without telling him the truth. Or maybe he's escaped from one of there, as a prisoner there. Maybe he's nice there, and has kind of turned into a villain in his time on Earth, or something like that. But Mysterio is going to be a villain. And I feel that Mysterio going to prison at the end, and meeting with the Scorpion and the Vulture that we saw in the end credits of Homecoming, would be a great way to set up and kind of reference the Sinister Six. Now there's just one kind of issue that I would have with this, and it's the fact that when Scorpion, or we're assuming it's Scorpion, because he has that Scorpion tattoo on his neck, when he comes up to ask Vulture at the end of Homecoming about the rumor that he knows Spider-Man's identity, the Vulture says no. Even though he does. So this could be like a one-time thing, repaying his debt for saving his life, or could Vulture actually be against setting up the Sinister Six? Because I can absolutely see some of these other villains, like Scorpion and Mysterio, depending on how Mysterio's character is in Far From Home, trying to blackmail Vulture to join the Sinister Six, if it does get set up. Before that, however, we would need reference and confirmation that there's going to be a third solo Spider-Man film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that Sony is not, Sony is not going to take the rights back. And I guess that means it is time for the episode, or the weekly, comic review slash read-through. This week it is going to be the Avengers, starring Captain America, Hawkeye, Goliath, and the Wasp. And it's a Marvel triple action. Avengers beware, for Magneto walks the Earth. So, a quick overview of this comic. The point of it is that Magneto is trying to get back to Earth. He's doing that by corrupting doctors and using their greediness to build a technology that will send them back from the planet that they have been trapped on. This eventually leads to them coming back to Earth and leading Magneto's son and daughter Quicksilver and Wanda, to an abandoned castle where they meet Magneto again and end up fighting him. Now, they lose, obviously, and the Avengers have to come and rescue them. So, yeah, that was our comic review. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a bad review. Right? That's right. So, as an introduction to these reviews, I'm going to do a simple one, which is why I chose this comic. I'm going to go over the overview like I just did, although that's not just going to be it. I'm going to go through my favorite scene from the comic, and I'm going to rate the comic, and I'm going to, well, do my best to explain 
how the comic relates to the rest of the 616 Avengers universe, as convoluted and old as this is, seeing as this was produced quite a while ago. But however, it was approved by the Comics Code of Authority, so that's important, except for when it's not, because Stanley obviously makes the right choices when it comes to those. Alright, so throughout this comic, there are lots of cool scenes. My favorite, however, has to be Quicksilver dodging these guards. So once Magneto makes it back to Earth, he lures Wanda and Pietro, 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 I'm just going to call them Qu Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, to a abandoned castle where he attacks them with metal guards. And one of my favorite scenes from the movie, or the comic, is what something that I wish Quicksilver would have done with Ultron robots in Age of Ultron. Two of them are coming at him, and as they're about to strike, he zooms away and they collapse together. Mm, yes, it's so good. I know it seems kind of cheesy that I chose an action scene for my favorite scene in this one, and I don't always. Definitely not, not all of my scenes are action scenes. But this was quite the exciting one. Um, yeah, this is comic gives a very interesting side of Magneto. Yes, he's this evil supervillain who's trying to get back to Earth and destroy it so that mutants can rule. But you also see the side of him that is just a father trying to get his children back. Although he doesn't quite do that in the correct way, it's definitely a way that you can connect with a character like Magneto. You can also tell the way that Magneto is working towards trying to get his kind, the mutants, represented better in the world. Although that isn't really in this comic, that is more on the uh, X-Men. And I will have some X-Men comics coming up in the next few episodes. So yeah, that was the first episode of the Superpower Newscast. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you did, please... Please, please tell me how I can improve this because I want it to make the best experience for you guys. I want this to be a super entertaining and super informative podcast. With all of that said and done, I really hope you guys enjoyed this. Have a great day. Avengers Assemble.